nós não passamos a mão na cabeça de ninguém. Eu sou favorável à tortura, tu sabe disso. Eu sei o que é passar fome. Imagine that Lula could send me to puta que pariu. The 2018 presidential campaign is underway, and on August 31st, candidates will start broadcasting their political ads on television and radio. TV has historically been a major campaign instrument in Brazil, as 98% of households have at least one television set. This year, however, another screen is set to be a game-changer, smartphones. 84 million Brazilians own at least one smartphone, according to Pew Research. Now, social media has emerged as a political tool in Brazil. WhatsApp Messenger has become one of Brazil's main communication channels. Candidates from all over the political spectrum are betting big bucks on digital platforms, especially as the new electoral rules restrict airtime on television and radio. Social media has already proven its strength during the so-called pre-campaign, pushing far-right candidate Jair Bolsonaro to the top of all presidential polls. That is when former President Lula is not on the ballot. But while 70% of the population has access to the internet, 63% still get their news from television. So, will social media remain this much of a factor as we approach Election Day? My name is Gustavo Ribeiro and this is Explaining Brazil. To help us understand the influence of social media on the election, our guest today is Fernando Vega, the Latin American Social Solutions Manager at Comscore, a company specialized in gathering and analyzing data about audiences on several media platforms, especially the internet. Thanks for being here, Fernando. It's my pleasure to be in, in your podcast. Fernando, we are in uncharted waters right now. Yes, social media was present in 2014 and 2016 in both of those elections, but not nearly as widespread as it is now. How has Brazil's internet consumption and specifically social media consumption evolved since we last cast our ballots in an election here? Well, that's a great question. Now in Brazil, also in Latin America, internet has more penetration in all the users also in social media categories. So, for example, like four or five years ago, maybe not all the internet users were talking about politicians or were talking about political elections in social media because there was not so uh, popular. But now I think like 75 or 80% of users are talking about these topics in, in media. So there's a great difference between these two, these two different elections because at first only like, 50 or 55% of population were having this kind of discussions, but now it's 20 or 30% more, like 75 or 80% more of population having this kind of conversation. Yeah, and a, a recent survey by a Brazilian university showed that only the United States had more social media posts about politics than Brazil. So how do Brazilians engage online? Uh, do we have a specific pattern of behavior as compared to other countries with a big social media presence such as we have? Yeah, well, Brazil is, is like the, the big country for all Latin America, no? in, in talking about internet and talking about social media. And for example, something that Brazil Brazilian people is using is like in Facebook, they talk about more in images and they, they share more images, you know, memes about politics. And there is not so conversation. It's more like I'm publishing, I'm posting my image, I'm posting my video. 
and that's all. But in Twitter, the conversation with Twitter is very, very popular because there's a lot of people like, I don't know, uh, we have a study that people in Twitter is only 30% talking positively about elections or talking about some candidate. Only 30% is positive and the rest, the 70% is negative. It's very similar for all Latin America, but in Brazil, it's very, very specific that the users in Twitter are talking about negative topics about political or, or talking about every candidate. And in Facebook, it's more like, uh, oh, well, I'm going to share my image. I'm going to share my video. Not so controversial like in Twitter. So it's in Twitter, it's almost better if people don't talk about you if you're a candidate. <laughs> exactly. So we talk about Twitter and Facebook, but another social, uh, we can call it a social media tool, that is rising a lot in Brazil is WhatsApp Messenger because uh, SMS is charged in Brazil. Calls can be very expensive. So WhatsApp gives you the possibility to call and to text people without paying further uh, fees. And uh, it's being used by campaigns to spread content. It's encrypted. It allows candidates to consolidate support within their own social bubbles. But does it make it even easier for people to spread fake news so making voters more vulnerable to falsehoods exactly well um for companies like us it's very difficult to measure whatsapp or facebook messenger because all data there it's very private so we we have studies that uh, know about number of users that have whatsapp or have messenger but it's very difficult to track this kind of conversation because all this kind of, of data is private, no? But talking about, for example, Instagram and Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, these kind of social channels in two years for Latin America, there was like a boom having 400% more fake news than two years ago. So these fake news that are born in, in Facebook, for example, or in Twitter, yeah, people is uh, sharing in, in WhatsApp or in, in Messenger, But the, the main channel that they are creating this fake news is in Facebook. So there's a lot of fake media. There's a lot of fake publishers that, that are having these black emailing campaigns that are showing about lies about uh, one candidate or lies about another political party. It's very known that this kind of, of images of this kind of post also are, are sharing WhatsApp. But we don't have a, a specific uh, measurement about it because it's a private data. Exactly. And that's why it's so easy to spread anything without checks and balances, without control. Uh, you yes. talk about the, the, the things that people, the images the, with false information. In Brazil now, a, a trend has been among supporters of the main candidates. Because in Brazil, our uh, electronic voting machine uh, is very specific and very user-friendly. You don't choose names, but rather numbers of the candidates. So if you like candidate A, your people are spreading images of candidate B with their candidate of choice's name, number. So they're leading voters into voting for the wrong candidate. We talk a lot about how people are engaging in social media, but a lot of that engagement comes from bots, robots that artificially boots, boost a, ra a hashtag or a subject to create a feeling that something is more popular than it really is. A recent study showed that for some candidacies, up to 45% of the supporters online are bots. How much can we take 
the, uh, what social media is saying as what people in the offline world or the real world are really thinking? It's very important to have analyzed data, analyzed data tools, no? this kind of platform that, that gives you this kind of metrics that you know if something is real or something is a robot or something is not like they do. So yeah, for example, in you say that 40%, 45% of, of followers or, or support actions for these candidates, it's only about robots. It's true because there are many companies outside, there are many companies that, uh, that are selling followers and candidates they think that in plain in year 2018, they think that having a lot of followers is very important and it is not so. So they are having this kind of plans or this kind of trick plans that they are buying followers. They are buying this, uh, this high volume of followers to have a big community, but it's not so real that it's people or, or real people talking about it. So for example, you say that 40% of, of, of these interactions were about bots. So uh, uh, an important measure or an important way to know about it's, it's a fake follower or it's a robot follower and it's a real, a real person, it's having this kind of tools that, that helps you to measure these people. If I'm a regular user and I don't know the tools that help me realize what is a bot and which users are real and which users are bots, if I'm exposed to a content, what are the tools for an average user to identify? Is it the photo, the number of followers? How to know that if someone is sending you a content, if that's a real person? There are many ways to, to know it. For example, you recently post an image or a video in Facebook, for example. No, Imagine that this post is only having three likes or two comments and not more. And you're having a one million base of followers. No, So if you're having less than 2% of interaction of your base audience, it's very easy to know that all base of audience, it's a robot or it's a, it's a fake audience because only that 2% of interactions are having your content. And also the other way, for example, sometimes there, because there are also ways to viralize in a fake way that content. No? For example, you are posting one image or one video or, or a post and in five or 10 minutes, you are also reaching one million likes in two minutes. Thousand, uh, <laughs> likes or something like that. No, So it is not a common behavior to have a lot of interactions in less than 15 or 20 minutes. No, So you need to know that it's a relationship about time, about base audience, about a volume of interactions to know that your behavior of your content is real or is fake. So if you don't have these kind of tools that, that provide this measurement, you can see it about uh, how many interactions or how many time these interactions are having. In elections past, at least in Brazil, the internet was only a way to reproduce what candidates were already broadcasting on television. So that, that has changed. A lot of campaigns had their own internet teams to just online content. How are campaigns approaching the internet now? What are the new engagement strategies from candidates? Internet is not like replacing TV. No, it's, I, I think it's a a new way to, to get this information, to consume this information. So it's very important to candidates. They are having presence in all these uh, 
uh, or popular social channels no? like uh, Instagram, uh, Facebook, and YouTube. There are some candidates like uh, they are not having presence in YouTube. I think YouTube it's very important because it's the way you can uh, share your videos. Only uh, also if you want to share it on Facebook, you can uh, upload it in YouTube. So it, it could be a very a very important strategy to have presence in YouTube and not and not all the candidates have it. But for example, now they are having presence in Instagram. You know that I, I can see who of the candidates is uh, having an account like only six months ago or three months ago. And you know that they are like, oh my God, I have to create my new Instagram account because people is there, no? My young electors are there. So it's very important to have a complete strategy, not only having just one channel or two channels, two social channels. You have to have a complete strategy because some content that you are uploading on Facebook or some content that you are uploading on Twitter, it's not always the best options to have the same in the different channels. And always you, you have to track, you always you have to evaluate how it's working, how this, this content is working and how people is reacting. No? So it's very important that candidates, if they are, for example, invited in a TV show, how people is talking about in social media about this uh, this presence in, in the TV show, no? How they are talking about their interview and, uh, or how they are talking about also uh, how they are, 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 are wearing or, or the kind of clothes are wearing them. All that kind of stuff you can track. It's important to, to track it because it's a good option to the candidate to see how people is looking at him or her and how people is interacting with them. How has data analytics changed political campaigns in Brazil? We have seen scandals in the United States with uh, how they got their data and how they did micro-targeting uh, uh, towards specific demographics of voters in the U.S. But in Brazil, are we there yet in this, the same level as we had in the U.S.? How, how is data analytics playing out in Brazil? Well, unfortunately for Latin America, uh, we always copy the bad things of, uh, of our North neighbors, no? Also, it happened in Mexico, it happened in Argentina, and it's happening in Brazil, yeah? You know, there are also a lot of companies that are recollecting this data and selling to, in this case, I don't know, political candidates or political parties, or maybe media agencies, and how do they recollect this information? Do you know it's very popular that you are seeing your Facebook, you are watching a, a post about how do you look if you were a girl or how do you look if you were a man or who is going to be your love of your life or who is going to be your future husband, your future wife? I don't know. This kind of, of tricky post that provides you some entertainment, but the price is that you are giving them your data. So these companies are launching these, these popular games, these entertaining games, that users are uh, posting and these companies recollect their data and that companies are selling, they are selling to the best postdoc. No? So it is very complicated to understand who is having this black plan or this black situation because not always is the candidate or not always is the political party. Sometimes they are hiring media agencies and media agencies are the ones that use this kind of, uh, of base of audience and giving to the, their clients, in this case, the candidate, 
to start sharing this communication or start posting. Uh, do you know how is the dark post? This dark post that, that only one kind of people can see. Yeah, it's Basically. like you, you're catering to, I don't know, evangelicals. So you put something and only evangelicals will see that post or exactly. you're trying to pander to, I don't know, liberals, and then you put something more liberal-friendly and conservatives won't see. Exactly. And this kind of uh, agencies are having dark posts for, for these candidates that only just a target is seen, and, and they can manipulate which kind of information they want to see. No? If you're a follower of Lula, they are going to send you black information about him, no? Or mm -hmm. if you're a follower of Marina, they are sending bad information about her. No? So it's a bad strategy, but it's, it's very popular in Brazil and also in Latin America. I'm from Mexico City and also in Mexico, three months ago, we have, two months ago, we had elections and there were a lot of these strategies in, about the candidates in Mexico. So unfortunately, in Latin America, it's very popular, this situation. By the way, allow me... A tiny digression, because you were talking about how these posts are sponsored and how these ads are distributed. And I have a question, because uh, something that has kind of frightened me a bit is that sometimes I have my phone next to me and I talk about the subject. And then next thing you know, when I open Facebook or Twitter... I see uh, an ad related to the topic I was talking about. I, I was not Googling. I was not typing. Is that a... Am I just being paranoid or... Uh -huh. <laughs> no, you are not paranoid, Gustavo. Because a reason they are called smartphones, no? they are very smart. So uh, all the time, depending the navigation you are having on the internet, it's the kind of information the cell phone or the tablet or the or the laptop, it's going to recollect. Also, if you are not looking at it, so because this kind of strategy. So yeah, if you at first in the morning you were visiting a, I don't know, some some website and this uh, start to recording your navigation or recording your uh, also your uh, about your talking about in, in the morning. So yeah, it is true that this technology is tracking us all the time. No, so the importance about us about audience is to know which kind of navigation we are going to have, which kind of security as users we are having. No? If we are having best passwords or different passwords in all of our social channels, if we are having different passwords in our bank account, if we are having a safe navigation. So it's also a responsibility for us to have security items to prevent some kind of bad situation because it's true that all this technology, it's always, it's 24 hours tracking us all the time. Frightening. <laughs> so yeah, you are not paranoid. It's because it's 2018, it's the technology. We are, we are arriving to the future now. Yeah, it's kind of frightening, but uh, Fernando, right now, candidates in Brazil who have a strong social media presence don't have much TV and radio airtime and vice versa. So come October 7, election day, we will observe how much social media has become the campaign tool for Brazilian politicians. Fernando, I'd like to thank you so much for your time and hope that we'll have you again soon at the show. Thank you very much, Gustavo. Well, please tell your audience, don't, don't be paranoid. <laughs> Just be a safe user. Also, I want to glad you uh, for this time in your podcast. Huh? And I will really like to return uh, anytime. Thank you very much. 
If you like this podcast, please take a look at our website. It's brazilian.report. Every day we have new content about Brazil's politics, economics, and society. We also have exclusive newsletter services if you want to be briefed on what's going on in Brazil before starting your day. Subscribe now to our free trial and enjoy all of our content for 14 days. It's really for free. You don't have to put any credit card information. You can also follow us on Facebook or Twitter. Our handle is at Brazilian Report. That's all for now. See you next week. Thank you.